listening to Mike Lochran on the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. Hi, my name is Mike Lochran, and this is the Management Perspectives podcast. In this show, we will be discussing the topic of finding return on investment in Industry 4.0 and how this can be used as a means for directing the funding of innovation projects. I'm delighted to be joined today by Oliver Reich. Oliver is the Vice Chairman of the Manufacturing Enterprise Solutions Association, or MISA for short. Oliver, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Good afternoon, Mike. My name is Oliver Reich. I started my career in Fraunhofer PA in Stuttgart, and I'm now in planning, scheduling, and MOM solutions since about 25 years. And despite my, let's say, non-profit role inside Mesa, I'm the uh, lead of uh, Sedapta Germany and doing, uh, let's say, project design, project specifications, and head of sales. So presets, consulting and sales. That's my role. Maybe I introduce as well a little bit to Mesa in short words. We'll come back to that later on. So the Manufacturing Enterprise Solutions Association. Uh, it's a non-profit global organization providing education and networking background in the area of smart manufacturing and MOM. So inside Mesa, there are, let's say, solution providers like Rockwell, for example, or Sedapta. And on the other side, there are as well manufacturers, uh, producers from the industry, industry leaders, solution um, and solution experts mainly, who are focused on driving their business. And let's say the main focus of Mesa in that is to build a platform in which you can share your uh, knowledge and uh, experiences. Great, thanks very much for that, Oliver. So before we kind of get into the main body of the discussion, let's just let's just kind of go back to the start. Let, let's look at the transition to Industry 4.0. Why is it, Oliver, do you think that Industry 4.0 is such an attractive proposition for manufacturers? Let's say at this point or where we are currently, most manufacturers understand the high level value of digital transformation. Uh, so that digital transformation brings value to their business processes and should bring value to their um, economical, economical figures. Um, and most of them likely have taken steps towards the reinventing of their own system and business processes. So maybe this is already from the beginning to be to be mentioned that it's not about systems only. It's always about um, bringing up new business processes together with the new capabilities of industry 4.0 technologies. So currently we are on the verge of a new era in productivity enabled by these new technologies, what everybody is talking about, such as industrial internet of things, cloud, cognitive computing, artificial intelligence, which comes more and more 
as well to the production area or to the manufacturing area in all the companies. When you look, and, and there have been several, several investigations as well from research or from consultancy groups like McKinsey. And for example, when you take according to McKinsey, uh, there they, they said or they investigated that we could see up to 500 billion uh, impact in near terms for industry 4.0 due to productivity gains and cost reductions, which comes with these new technologies. Um, but let's say the innovation alone is not enough to bring uh, lasting change. Um, from our point of view, there is only one way uh, industry for the zero can be successful. It must add real value to the manufacturing companies. Yeah, so the, the return investment question around this, and, and we talk about technology a lot, but but people, process, technologies, always required. What makes this this real value, this 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 finding the ROI so elusive in your experience? So what we often see is that the digital transformation initiatives are led by technology rather than, let's say, the real business imperatives. That is to say, the focus is on the means rather than on the end result, as if the tools put in place are a silver bullet for any problems of, or inefficiency the business is experiencing. In, let's say, reality, that rarely works or it's only uh, working at an island in, inside the manufacturing. So what we would suggest from our perspective is more that you coming from the, the, the business imperative first, maybe you have to judge technology uh, in parallel to it, but it has to come to, to, the business, to the business level and that you're bringing the technologies or the new innovations in technologies towards the, the business target. So the opportunity for change uh, comes with the challenges. The commitment to the transformation fundamentally disrupts the business status quo. And um, this means uh, changing and renewing uh, equipment, reorganizing entrenched structures and upskilling stuff. And uh, as well, changing the way of collaboration in between the different parties inside a company or inside the manufacturing. Um, that also means not everybody or not everyone will be on board with unsettling nature of, of change uh, for the sake of new uh, um, and few in productivity. So it needs a bigger and more inclusive vision to drive the changes pro processes forward. So what we often say, you need the, the great vision before, or let's say test out first technologies. That's for sure that it works in maybe small pilots or small uh, mock-ups but then start very early to build your big vision you want to go in. And then when you start, let's say, building up this kind of new cathedral, then to start uh, hammering the stones or the bricks, uh, which should fit inside this cathedral. And this cathedral for us is always this vision behind what where uh, everybody 
should be synchronized to in in its own in its own um, projects because generally let's say an MOM an initiative in industry 4.0 for example is is a program and not a simple project and uh, so without ambition you are losing track inside your your initiatives from our point of view yes i i agree you know we are entering a, an era of massive opportunity which is predominantly fueled um by a number of things but but one of the main ones is, is definitely the industry for capabilities which have been unleashed by the technology such as you know easy analytics 3d printing augmented reality virtual reality uh, as well as you know the good old robots and automation um but but again fully agree you know w without that vision um without vision around what the total holistic business requires, then, you know, technology alone isn't going to be able to add that value or deliver that value. Um, it, it really does require a, a much more holistic approach, which involves all the business. listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. If you're enjoying the Management Perspectives podcasts and want to learn more, join us on LinkedIn and take the next steps on your digital transformation journey. So, I mean, clearly talking end-to-end -end supply chain is very much dependent upon which industry and, and differing industries are going to have differing issues and, and requirements. Are there any common approaches to measuring ROI that you found most effective um, looking across a broad range of industries? So the metrics you use to measure progress in regard to industry for the zero should be as business oriented as they are uh, technical in nature. So measuring machines, our machine outputs, for example, is simple and an engineer and operator can find them. Measuring improvements on the business can be more difficult as it requires multiple stakeholders to be part of the process. And it's all, this is always the challenge when it's about the, the, the business outputs, the business metrics, because you need not only to have the shareholder on the shop floor level or the machine level, the engineer who is uh, who is targeting to improve the machine output or the, the machine performance. If it's about the business process, there are more stakeholders inside. What does that mean? So improving, for example, the throughput of a, of a paint shop inside an automotive factory could be very good for the paint shop, but the end, at the end of the day, maybe the, the effectiveness of the paint shop could uh, could you bring in, in bottleneck situations on the final assembly lines, which means that at the end of the day, you're improving your, your paint shop, but you're not getting out more cars out of your factory. Uh, what industry for the zero is really about is better decision making. So it involves making data processes and processes transparent so that they can better manage and set up for better collaboration. It's interesting, you know, you spoke about um, technical measures and business measures. 
could we delve a little bit deeper and, and just give some examples around some typical business measures? Because I think that is sometimes where people struggle. You know, what, what business measures can be looked at as an ROI? Yeah, so when we're talking about manufacturers, for example, uh, they should use to um, plant uh, or to seek towards a, a blend of technical and business metrics to capture both the micro, so the technological uh, KPIs, as I said before, so more the machine-driven KPIs, and the macro uh, business-oriented KPIs um, targeting to see the impact uh, of a, the change towards an industry 4.0 investment. So first of all, the typical is the overall equipment effectiveness, OEE, the total effective equipment performance, the downtimes, downtime figures of the machines, uh, to see that in an in a actual way as well as in a historical comparison. The mean time between failures and the mean time to repair. Then if it comes to logistical and value stream measures. What we see there is the current material coverage. Uh, so kind of bottleneck analysis on a part level in the supply that you are actively informed by your KPI system about uh, upcoming bottlenecks today, tomorrow, next week. The due date accuracy for supplies. Um, the general supply status, so if you can track and trace your supply more uh, granular that you already see where your goods are coming from and in, on which status they are. And the end-to-end the -end connectivity. So also to have always in mind what is currently my interaction maybe meet with my sister plant and where am I? Uh, inside connecting myself towards the uh, the um, the end factory, which is maybe the assembling factory, and then the third is the business measures. So increasing speed to market for new products, offering predictive maintenance services contracts. Um, so as new business, uh, or for example, to provide easier and faster ways for customers to place and take delivery of an order. Reducing energy use, waste, impact on the environment, as well as quality goals, cost of risk, recalls and compliance, and measuring the benefits of offering better customer services and reducing complaints. So when we bring all these together, the Industry 4.0 brings as well the opportunity using this blend of metrics uh, to help the engineering and the operations team to calculate whether machinery is operating effectively and also to help the executives to understand where they are on a factory level, on the supply level, as well as on the distribution levels towards the customer side. And uh, to quickly understand if the whole business is running in the right direction or if they have to do implement some countermeasures to go uh, and to help the business to go in a different way.
So what I take from that is if, if I was um, about to implement or, or in, through implementation of an industry for project that the ROI should really be discussed and looked at up front and it must be a vital metric to success um, as long as long as in conjunction with the technology but really the success is going to be measured through the ROI and if you have a business in which you believe that the processes are slowing down your business's decision making then technology alone isn't going to help that and and really you do need to look at the wider holistic approach of which you want the outcome to be the ROI but you have to um, see that up front and actually discuss that up front so you know what success looks like. You're listening to the Management Perspectives Podcast. If you're enjoying the Management Perspectives Podcast and want to learn more, sign up for our popular webinar series and get the latest from Rockwell Automation and our industry expert guests. From a tactical approach, Oliver, you know, if someone said to you, can you just give me some tips, please, about how I should tactically approach this? If, if tomorrow I'm going to listen to this podcast, I'm going to go and go and talk to some key stakeholders. Um, where, where should I start? So on one side, you for sure you need to have uh, the people from the. Um, let's say if we're talking about MRM projects, we, we need the people from the shop floor buying in because at the end of the day, if they're lost with new business processes, new technologies, uh, you will not arrive in producing any material anymore. But on the other side, also, and, and this is also a requirement, you need a sponsor from the C-level. So you need to integrate C-level uh, from the beginning. They play an important role in communicating, in defining the target, uh, seeing the value, motivating the staff to make it to make the, the project or the initiatives or the program uh, a long-lasting part of, um, of, of the company's operations. So to play that role, executives need data. Think about how they are receiving it what format it, it is in and with what regularity it's communicated. So when we, we did talk before about analytics, so analytics which enable C-level to understand where they are in their company, this is key. And this is also when, when, you, when you need the C-levels to, to build up the, uh, the cathedral, what we talked about before, they need to have an output as well from the new system. And for them, the new system is for sure that the whole company and the whole operations get more transparent. So keeping them informed will help them to do their job better. And uh, so the digital change initiatives are more than three times more likely to be successful where the senior management can communicate a clear change story. What we say, if you're planning a pilot program, do the thinking in advance. So if you don't know 
what a successful implementation looks like and how it fits within a, an evaluation framework, you'll never be able to demonstrate its value. So, so you have to think about it before and uh, uh, you have to bring it um, towards um, that it's fitting towards the, uh, the management's view, the vision, and it's integrated in that. And uh, you, by that, you're getting the C-levels from our experience buying in and supporting the initiatives. I, I love the phrase building a cathedral because I, I think it um, explains and suggests, you know, the size of value you can you can create, but but you've got to start somewhere. Um, and, and having the stakeholders involved is absolutely core to that. So, you know, you've talked around getting C-level integration and making sure they're bought in and, and keeping multiple stakeholders on board. Um, are there any other areas of advice you would give the listeners um, who are embarking on this journey? It helps on one side. So we talked a lot or two times about this cathedral before. Uh, it helps to have this cathedral, but it also helps to specify, let's say, the vision. But and there, let's say, we are focusing more and more to have this kind of scrum approach or um, rapid uh, prototyping oriented approach even for for systems or even for uh, implementation of new software. Uh, so with this kind of agile methodology, you should from, let's say, building up your, your the big vision, uh, target towards um, creating several blocks and implementing it stepwise, step by step, thinking before what will be the, the big thing, but be flexible enough to adjust uh, in between each process step of implementation and design. Um, this, is, this is one thing because what we often saw when we're talking too big uh, is that we are over-engineering, especially in Germany. Uh, we are <laughs> over-engineering uh, new approaches, which we then fail to implement at the end of the day, because uh, you can't um, foresee every every crucial point upfront in a design of a of a new platform or of a new system. Uh, the goal behind, and that's uh, what we see, the goal behind uh, then for us for, as MESA is to spread the information and to help to share this experience and, and therefore also to avoid too many mistakes. MESA can help um, to have this interest group of exchanging experience, of exchanging um, lessons learned, which some partners had, and to bring in uh, companies' experience, so let's say end customers' experience, but also to uh, to share the the know-how and experience from the the technological um, technological companies' point of view. So, like Rockwell, like Sidapta for planning and scheduling. Uh, 
these companies can bring in their experience in what they did somewhere else. And this does not mean that you have then to implement their solutions. But uh, from our point of view and from my point of view, working 25 years in several companies, it's uh, it, it's similar it's similar challenges you have with uh, in implementing a solution despite from your decision which you took on on the technological side. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I know here at Rockwell Automation, we, we've had some great success working alongside Mesa and, and its members to help them understand and manage the transformation uh, and to provide guidance around that, um, especially around the kind of, you know, the, the structure, the process, and the involvement of the people um, throughout that, that process and implementation side of it. Um, certainly the supply chain integration and taking it from the shop floor right the way through to the top level and everything in between, but also involving their customers has been absolutely core to many, um, many companies' success on, on that journey. Oliver, where can the listeners get more information on, on Mesa if they'd like to? All over Europe and globally, there are the uh, the special interest groups of Mesa, where you can apply yourself or where you can apply uh, to get involved, uh, to share your experience, but as well to get out experience from the other stakeholders. Go for Mesa.org and uh, see, uh, apply for uh, uh, being a member of Mesa. And uh, we would immediately come back to you. And uh, we are as well available on LinkedIn. Myself, Uwe Kupos is available. Mike, and uh, we we are delighted to see you. That's great. Thanks very much, Oliver. And, and, and thank you very much for the listeners for paying for their attention. Um, what we'll be doing, as always, we'll put all those links onto the, the, the podcast. We'll also put them onto the blog. So thank you very much. You've been listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me, Mike Lochran, on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'll be publishing all the podcasts and all the blogs and all the links we've spoken about. And if you enjoyed the podcast, could I ask you please to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show and it drives up the information. So please rate us on Apple Podcasts. That'd be fantastic. And uh, thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.